This book began when George Barris, an American freelance journalist who had been living in Paris for more than 20 years, decided to publish the many photographs he had taken of Marilyn Monroe in June and July 1962 in California. They were probably the last ever taken of her alive. Together with a text for which he had completed only one long interview, they were to become a book, an illustrated biography that would, in Marilyn's words, set the record straight. But this collaboration that she began on June the 1st, her 36th birthday, was never finished. Some of the photographs and quotes were used in newspaper reports after her death, but the book had been a joint project. George lost heart for it. In order to put some distance between himself and the sad sensationalism that followed her death, he moved to Paris. Once there, he met and married a French actress, Sylvie Constantine, became the father of two daughters who grew up there, and simply didn't come back. Over the years, some individual photos from those sessions were published, but most were not. Not until the approach of the 25th anniversary of Marilyn Monroe's death did he revisit the original idea of a book. I owe my part in it to Dick Seaver, president of Henry Holt and Company, who was looking for a writer to help explain Marilyn as an individual and as an icon of continuing power. Certainly, our new understanding of who women are has increased our fascination with who Marilyn might have been. The goal of this project, therefore, could and should be closer to that of feminism in general, to include the viewpoints and influence of both women and men, and thus to have a better chance of seeing one woman's life as a whole. When Dick Seaver introduced me to George Barris, a gentleman who had been touched by Marilyn's willingness to open a part of her life to him, as well as by the loss of her magical presence. I think we both recognized in each other an empathy for our subject.